Hello, and welcome back to The Indie, a podcast from the Santa Barbara Independent, giving you what's happening in culture, art, and entertainment in Santa Barbara. I'm Molly McCannany, the host of The Indie, and I'm here this week with Charles Donnellan, Executive Arts Editor for The Independent, discussing new art exhibitions open in downtown Santa Barbara. Hi, Charles. Hey, Molly. Well, considering it was International Women's Day this past week and it's Women's History Month, I hear there are a few exhibits featuring women. Could you share a bit about what's worth seeing in Santa Barbara right now? There are. And in fact, it's a one-stop shopping situation at Sullivan Goss on Annapamu Street because they have two excellent shows, uh, one called Pattern Recognition, which I highly recommend but it's closing on the 22nd of this month. So you got to get in there this weekend to see these beautiful abstract works by Yumiko Glover, Julika Lackner, and Claudia Borfiga. Uh, these are mid-career painters and uh, actually Claudia is a printmaker, but with uh, um, really interesting experience and I think a uh, very fresh take on abstract work. Uh, Julika, it's uh, geometric. You might think it looks a little like uh, tile or mosaic work, but get up close to these paintings and appreciate the kind of interesting surfaces and the way that she's organized them around what I felt like was a really optimistic sort of rising feeling. They're really, they're almost like music. Um, Yumiko's work is also brilliant and abstract and organized to some extent geometrically, but she's a little bit more interested in depth and surface and uh, creates the feeling that you're looking into a space with her work. And then finally, Claudia, I love her work. She's very influenced by um, Indian textiles and uh, there's figures in her work. They're not entirely abstract, uh, elephants, bulls, but there's also a kind of playfulness and a postmodern postmodern sensibility that I just really love. Her work is uh, incredibly charming and uh, it's uh, it's moving right out of there. So uh, if you're interested, you should get down and check it out. I know we don't have long to see that exhibition, but the Sylvan Goss Gallery has another exhibit called Real Women. And could you tell me a bit about what real women means? Yeah, that's right. Um, so the abstract work is in the front room, but then in the larger second room, they have this major group show of women who work in representational forms. So you've got portraits, you've got landscapes, and you've got um, one of the most distinctive artists actually in the Santa Barbara area, a woman named Dorothy Churchill Johnson, who uh, I think will be familiar to anybody who's followed the scene here. Um, She's been doing it for a long time and she's a brilliant kind of balance between uh, geometry and photorealism. Uh, they're almost surreal, uh, but they're also extremely soothing, I find, her works. Um, and congratulations to Dorothy, because in addition to having a great uh, large painting in this Real Women show at Sullivan Goss, she's also got a show at the Butler Institute of American Art in Youngstown that is a uh, full-on solo Uh, show of her work. So congratulations to her. It's always great when someone from the community um, gets a major national solo exhibition. Yeah, another familiar name for people who go to galleries often, but I hear Sullivan Goss is dedicated to helping younger, newer female artists break in to the field. Are there any younger artists who are coming up in the art world right now? 
There are, Molly. Thank you for asking. Um, there are two that really stand out in the show. Um, a woman named Jordan Marshall, who was trained at the uh, Westmont College in the Westmont College Art Program, has two, I think, really brilliant still life paintings of flowers. And, you know, it it, it sounds kind of retro and at first you might mistake it for a 19th century kind of Victorian painting, but they're um, on oval canvases and they do not, she does not employ any kind of a, a vase. It's almost like they're contained by the canvas they're on and they're botanically accurate as at least I understand it. And, uh, and, and, and they're quite, I don't know, they're, they're, they're kind of spiritual. I understand that sometimes uh, she calls them portraits of people, even though they aren't pictures of people. She uh, uh, creates portraits of her family and friends by associating certain flowers with them. So don't miss the Jordan Marshall uh, still lifes. And then the other one that um, was really exciting for me because this is someone who I actually knew uh, when she was a young high school student here in Santa Barbara. Her name is Nikki Byrne. And she has a portrait of Ruth Bader Ginsburg that is striking. And uh, this is her first gallery show, as I understand it. She already sold this painting and there's actually so much demand that she has created a series of prints that are based on the painting. And I believe those are still available. Um, so it's called Descent, really inspiring work, great, um, you know, uh, vibrant portrait. And Nikki is a very interesting character because she's a double threat. She has also just recently directed her first feature film. It's called Evan Wood, and it's in the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. So uh, she's having quite a, quite a month. That sounds amazing. And I mean, in the past few months, if they've taught us anything, it's how important art, music and culture are to our livelihoods and happiness. So I hope that we can get more galleries and museums and exhibits opening in the near future. I think we will. And uh, hats off to the people at Sullivan Goss, Nathan, Jeremy and Susan. They do such an amazing job and they're open seven days a week. So there's no excuse. Thank you, Charles. And now over to Matt Ketman, Senior Editor at The Independent, to discuss the state of Santa Barbara dining and restaurants at the moment. How are restaurants holding up right now, Matt? Well, uh, Molly, the restaurant scene has been um, pretty hammered by the pandemic, which has been extremely well publicized by our paper and every publication in the world at this point. Um, But signs are uh, getting to things are getting a little bit better now. Uh, you know, places are allowed to open. We might have indoor dining as soon as uh, um, this next this coming week. Uh, and so, you know, those outdoor tables are filling up, especially when the weather's nice and uh, people are really excited to support the restaurants again and, and to, to come out. Um, takeout still firing. Uh, you know, last week we did Burger Week with the Independent and that I think put a lot of people uh, into, uh, you know, a, a dozen or so spots that were selling uh, great burgers. And so I think people are excited for the months to come. And with the vaccines rolling out so uh, steadily, I think there's a lot of hope that we might have a semi-normal summer, which certainly these re- restaurants could really use. So, and, and, and restaurants are still opening in the midst of this all, you know, against, against all odds, we have new places opening. Yeah, well, one new restaurant whose name I've heard tossed around quite a bit in the past while is actually on Anapamu, just down the street from Sullivan Goss. Could you tell me a bit about that? That's right. Yeah. So Secret Bow uh, is no longer a secret, I guess. It, it opened a brick and mortar uh, location at the corner of Anapamu and Anacapa uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, secret Bow actually started as a, a pop-up situation that was going on a handlebar coffee roasters on De La Vina. 
Um, but the owners who are uh, uh, their fiancés, it's, it's Peter Lee and Felicia Medina, um, they decided to kind of go all in and open uh, an actual restaurant. So they actually took over the spot that was uh, briefly Cafe Anna, um, and they're serving their uh, very delicious kind of bao buns uh, out, of, uh, out of this place. And so, um, you know, they, they kind of an interesting story. Um, they were actually, they were the, the chefs at Lokita for a long time, um, which is, you know, one of the more popular restaurants on State Street down near the Funk Zone. Uh, and they went off on their own to open a restaurant or they were planning to open a restaurant on uh, State Street uh, just above uh, Victoria with the old Downey's location, which was very briefly a restaurant um, called Roost. Uh, but the pandemic hit like right when things were about to happen. So they had to get out of that lease uh, and figure something else out. And so they started making um, these these this food actually in their apartment on Coast Village Road uh, and did that for, for quite a while. Uh, they were one day he was making a, you know, a barbecued uh, bulgogi um, a bow and the, the landlord and the neighbors thought the place was on fire because he was he was grilling all day long. Um, and anyway, so they're, so they're now serving this really cool, um, essentially like Asian style sandwiches, um, among other things. They have some noodles. I, I tried some some really delicious um, uh, noodles that, I, that were there, glass noodles that, that were made um, from sweet potato, I believe. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. And Peter and Felicia have really interesting backstories. Um, you know, Peter is, is Korean. He, he was born in Seoul, but he was raised uh, essentially as an American in, in the Bay Area and in, in San Jose area. Um, but he experienced a ton of pretty overt racism uh, in his career as being, you know, 15 years ago, he was one of the few uh, Asian chefs that were working in, in really fine dining uh, restaurants. Now there's, there's, there's quite a few. Um, but, you know, he was on the front end of that and uh, he got a lot of uh, serious grief, especially when he worked in Jamaica. Um, they really uh, gave him some trouble. But he said that, you know, that hardened his skin to be ready to work in some of the top restaurants uh, in the country, including uh, Joel Robichon in Las Vegas, where he worked for quite a while before coming um, to Santa Barbara to, to help open Lokita. So um, and then Felicia also has a, is an amazing uh, pedigree and, and has worked in a bunch of the top restaurants around the world. And so now they're serving very affordable um, you know, Korean fried chicken bao buns um, from Anna Pamu and, and Anna Kappa. Uh, they also have a, a really delicious maitake mushroom one that's good for uh, vegetarians um, and a bunch of other stuff, too. So, yeah, that's a really exciting place and something we should all support. Well, Santa Barbara does love its small and local businesses. But are there any other new restaurants that are interesting right now? Yeah, so I also recently had the chance to try Little Dom Seafood, which is down in uh, the beachside town of Carpinteria. And uh, Little Dom's is right on uh, Linden Avenue, the main drag there. It's actually in the location of Sly's, which was a very popular restaurant owned by James Sly for, for many years down there. Um, James Sly unfortunately passed away a year or so ago. Um, but the owners of Little Dom's um, actually bought the building um, and then moved in their own concept. And they're actually, a, a, their business partners, it's, it's uh, Warner Ebink, Ebink and um, Brandon Boudet. They've been together uh, for 20 years or so, and they opened the 101 uh, coffee shop in Hollywood uh, back in 2000, which became essentially an icon of, of you know, casual eating in L.A., uh, they also took over Dominic's, which was a Rat Pack hangout back in the 40s. They took that over in 2004-ish, uh, I think. 
uh, and then and then spun off and, and made the Little Doms in, in Los Feliz, which is still a very popular spot, neighborhood joint. Um, and so they wanted to do something similar up here in Carpinteria because that's actually uh, where Warner lives these days. Uh, he 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 raised he's raising his kids there. Uh, coaches little league, you know, very local guy, and they they both own houses in in Ojai as well. Uh, so they have a, a deep connection to the community. Uh, and so they, so they took over this building and they've opened this spot and it's uh, seafood focused, but it's got meatballs. It's got pizza. It's got a whole kind of delicatessen in the back for to go orders and for sandwiches and stuff like that. Um, it has, you know, some fried chicken. It has steak. Uh, but the seafood really is the star. And they're really striving to work uh, with and showcase local fishermen uh, more so than they think any place in this region is doing it. So their fish is super fresh. You know, they're getting oysters that are harvested on a Tuesday delivered to them on a Wednesday, which is almost unheard of. Um, and fishermen are literally calling them when they're driving back on their boats saying, hey, I got sea bass today. I got black cod today. What do you want? And that's what they're basing their specials around. Uh, I had a, um, a fatunta, which is a like a grilled toast that had um, bluefin on it, fennel pollen, um, a salsa verde, some yogurt. And it was like kind of mind blowing. It was like one of those dishes where I bit into and was like, uh, wow, I need to pay attention to what's coming next because this is so delicious. I wasn't quite prepared for this. Um, I had a squid ink malfadine, which is a, you know, a squid ink pasta that had a spicy uni butter on it. And every time I've had squid ink pasta, I always love it, but it tends to be extremely rich and almost like gut busting every single time. And this version was like somehow refreshing. So I was like, wow, how do they even do this. Then I had a, a sea bass piccata, which was solid and delicious and um, got the panna cotta uh, at the end. And I was just going to have a bite. And uh, of course, I ate the entire thing. So um, really a, a place to watch. Uh, it's worth your drive down to carp. Uh, and uh, I, I prefer looking at the mountains. You know, you're kind of inclined to look at the ocean when you go to carp uh, because it's a seaside town. But really the better view, in my view, uh, was looking up at the mountains, um, which you can see kind of on all sides uh, right at their corner there. So another exciting spot to uh, support and it is locally owned. So, Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing with me, Matt and Charles. And once again, go check out the exhibits featuring new female artists at the Sullivan Goss Gallery. And after maybe walk over to Secret Bow or head to Little Dom's for a taste of Santa Barbara's small business cuisines. Once again, I'm Molly McCannany, host of The Indie, and I will see you next week for another episode.